the largest organ in your body and how to take care of it. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how you can take care of your skin and keep it healthier on Access Health Radio. He is board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us this afternoon here on WPTF, and we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. We'd like to thank Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at marleydrug.com. They also have a membership program that further discounts medications, and you can check that out at gomd.care. We'd also like to thank Wake Family Eye Care, who sponsor Access Health Radio Trivia. You can check them out at wakefamilyeyecare.com. And uh, Dr. Badwan, uh, one of the uh, eye doctors there, will also be our special guest from time to time on some upcoming shows on eye health. And then we'd also like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at wecarepharmacyapex.com. The folks there will be uh, also helping us out with some special shows this year on prescription medications. And those guys are a great local pharmacy. Uh, They do local deliveries for free. uh, And they also will mail order 90-day supplies locally for free as well. If folks have questions after the show today, Dr. Forrest, or perhaps they would like more information about your practice in Apex, how can they go about finding that information? Well, if they'd like to find out about our medical practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com. That's ACC, just like the Atlantic Coast Conference, uh, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. After the show, if they'd like to listen to an on-demand podcast, they can do that uh, either at Apple Podcast, uh, looking up uh, Access Health Radio, or they can go to WPTF.com and see archive shows there. Uh, If listeners have general questions and like to have those questions answered uh, on the show, Uh, They can email those to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Dr. Forrest, it's always uh, the way we open the show today is always a great trivia question, but uh, I know we've talked about this topic before, so I knew that the largest organ in the body was actually on our bodies, and that is skin. And lots of folks are concerned about their skin when we're talking about wrinkles and appearance, but also taking care of your skin can really be a matter of life and death, can't it? It really can. Um, It's estimated that about 10,000 people will die in the United States this year alone uh, due to the most deadly skin cancer, which is melanoma. And about one in 10 people uh, diagnosed with melanoma will die in any given year. So it really is a serious, dangerous health problem, and it can be prevented. Um, Other forms of skin cancer that are more common Um, but those are rarely fatal. So almost 50% of all Americans will have had at least one skin cancer by the age of 65. That's, that's surprising. Mm. Um, now usually those are squamous or basal cell cancers, um, which can be locally excised usually and don't require any, any further treatment than that. Um, but, but most skin cancers can be treated just with a excisional biopsy. Um, some do require multiple removals. Uh, And larger excisions, you know, sometimes if you get a squamous cell cancer that's gotten too big and gone on too long, it really can sort of be disfiguring um, to your body. I've seen those on people's face where it really, you know, would leave quite a quite a place when they remove that. Um, But melanoma really is the dangerous one. So, Dr. Forrest, let's get right down to the basics. Uh, Let's let's start out here. What can be done to take care of our skin? 
Well, it might seem obvious, but uh, wherever possible, you want to try to be in the shade when you're outside, um, especially between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, that's when the UV exposure is particularly high, and some people can sunburn in less than 20 minutes. Uh, you know, umbrellas, although most people use them for rain, they were actually designed originally to provide shade. Um, so if you're outside in the midday uh, and you're not at uh, some event where you're prohibited to have an umbrella, don't be embarrassed to get it out and give yourself some shade. I know uh, at my son's soccer game, uh, I have an umbrella on the chair and I also have a, a portable umbrella that we use as well. And we may get some looks, but we sure don't get any sunburn. So uh, you know, the second thing is uh, wear protective clothing, um, you know, wide brimmed hats, uh, long sleeves and pants are helpful. Now, people say, well, how in hot weather can I wear long sleeves and long pants? But there are some clothes that are actually designed for that. You know, like think about like safari clothes and they typically have a tight knit, but they're made with synthetic fibers. They give, you know, a UPF protection factor of 30 or more. But they're very thin, and so they uh, you don't get real sweaty in them. They sort of dry really quick. Uh, they're moisture-wicking, and they don't really add that much insulation. They're just giving you sun protection. Um, there's also some laundry additives that can give clothing some UV protection. Some clothing lines are specifically designed for that, uh, and they're usually found at places like sporting goods or outdoor stores, stores that will cater to fishermen, often will carry a whole line of clothing that can be protective uh, for hours of direct exposure. And uh, last but not least, and we've all heard this a million times, but you want to use a broad spectrum sunscreen. And it's important that you look for UVA and UVB coverage um, with an SPF of at least 30. Um, you want to put it on generously and you want to reapply it at least every two hours or more often if you get wet. Now, sometimes people say to me, well, well Dr. Forrest, I'm using those waterproof sunscreens. Uh, that stay on forever and I never have to put that back on. Well, even the waterproof sunscreens after a few hours, uh, you've lost a significant amount of protection. So even with those, you really do need to reapply them at least every couple hours. All right. Very good. And I'd like to talk more about some of those specific products coming up, but right now it's time for the access health tip of the week. Well, we just mentioned this, but it's an important tip. Uh, you know, sunscreens, even the ones that say waterproof do lose their effectiveness quickly with lots of swimming or sweating. Um, and if you're gonna be in the water, uh, you really want to reapply the sunscreen within 30 minutes of getting out of the water. And some sunscreens, they're not as effective when you apply them to wet skin as when you apply them to dry skin. So sometimes you need to dry off before you put that on. Um, and also a lot of people don't think about this, but you really wanna put on sunscreen at least 30 minutes prior to being exposed to the water. Hmm, good advice. Straight ahead, we're going to talk more about some of those specific products that Dr. Forrest mentioned that's available to protect us from the sun. Also, our Access Health trivia is on the way. This is Access Health Radio. How to protect the largest organ in your body, of course, that is your skin. Here on Access Health Radio, that's our topic today with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. So, Dr. Forrest, uh, let's talk about some of the better products that you are aware of for sun protection. You had mentioned those that they're out there. What are some of those? Well, you know, uh, I use Consumer Reports magazine a lot when uh, they do a lot of testing. I think they do pretty good testing on products. 
And there's a few brands that fairly consistently rank high uh, in their testing. Uh, and the first one is this uh, Anthelios uh, 60 Melt-In Sunscreen. Uh, it is a little pricey. You know, it's like 30 over $30. Um, but it, it works really well. You can also get, you know, the Equate brands. Some of It's kind of like generic sunscreen. Uh, but they have a Sport Lotion SPF 50 that's only $12. Um, so that's going to be a lot of bang for the buck for, you know, you're getting that for, for that amount. It's going to give you good coverage. Uh, there's a brand called pure sun defense. Uh, that's the Disney frozen brand. Like, you know, it has the little frozen logo and all that. <laughs> and they tested that it was only $6 and found it to be really good. Uh, copper tone, people are always concerned about their children and copper tone has a, a version called water babies, the water babies lotion. Uh, Annette, which has an SPF of 50, and that always ranks high. And then there's also an Equate Ultra Protection Lotion that's a SPF 50. One of the things, no matter which brand that you, you use to look for, is to look for avobenzone as a key ingredient in the most effective sunscreens. Now, there's been some controversy about, you know, is avobenzone good for you or not, but in terms of sun protection, if you don't have avobenzone, the only other thing that's going to give you that level of protection are the zinc oxide formulations. And those are, are the sunscreens that give you that white appearance, that real white chalky kind of appearance. Mm -hmm. Most people most people don't want to use those. So uh, in terms of spray sunscreen, which I'm going to come back to, uh, the Trader Joe's spray sunscreen and the Banana Boat brand are both very good, that clear ultra mist. Um and so those are really good. But if you're going to use the spray, number one, you can't just spray it and not rub it in. You can apply it with the spray, but you still need to rub in what's on your skin or you'll have huge gaps. If you think yeah. about when you spray paint something, when you spray paint things, a lot of times there's gaps until you do three or four coats. So once you spray on spray sunscreen, you need to rub it in wherever it's going. The second thing is with kids. I really wouldn't use it on young children, the spray kind, because you don't want them breathing it in. And it's really hard to get them to hold their breath. And mm. you reliably think that you're spraying it on them and they're not breathing that stuff in. Um, so I wouldn't do it unless you're going to like spray it on your hand and then you're going to use it to rub on your, your kids. Um, and again, just make sure that you apply it fairly evenly. Uh, make sure it's rubbed in and you don't leave any spots exposed. I think it's ironic that one of those that's called Disney Frozen is actually for a sunscreen. I think that's funny to me. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. What about clothing, hats, and things like that? Uh, are they beneficial as well? Yeah. Let's talk about the hats first. So, um, if if you or anybody else ever sees me outside of the office, uh, you likely will not recognize me because I usually have on a large, wide-brimmed hat and wrap around sunglasses. I've seen and, it. Uh, <laughs> although that might uh, not be the most current fashion statement, it can save your <laughs> life. So, uh, you know, your head and face are the most sun exposed area of your body in general. And while baseball caps look great and are stylish, they don't offer any ear protection or neck coverage. And uh, you get a lot of sideways UV rays and you can even still get some to the front of the face. So hats don't have to be expensive. Uh, but you should look for one that has an SPF rating of at least 30. The brim ought to be four inches and really give you a good angle of coverage uh, in the front and the rear. Uh, should angle down slightly. Uh, most Columbia brand Tilly hat and Sunday afternoon hats are brands that meet those specifications and do a really good job. Um, second, long sleeves and long pants can be hot in the summer, but they do a terrific job of cutting down on UV exposure. 
Um, so again, I think it's more comfortable in some cases in sunscreen. Uh, and there's certain clothing lines that are designed for that. Uh, you know, Columbia has a line called PFG. It's meant for fishermen. Uh, but lots of people wear these shirts and pants because it meets a lot of these criteria. And the shirts are vented. Um, so the back lets air in, but it doesn't let the sun in. Uh, there's a brand called Ex Officio that's a favorite of mine because uh, not only is it uh, UV protective, they have uh, insect repellent built into it as well, which is also good in the summer. Um, but, you know, you think you've got these long sleeves, it's going to make you hot, but usually these build in a mesh vent in the back and it's a very thin synthetic fabric that really pulls that sweat away and makes those type of shirts pretty comfortable, even when it's 90 degrees plus. All right. Very good. Uh, Dr. Forrester, are there some other things we can do to keep our skin healthy? Surprisingly, what you eat matters a lot. Hmm. Um, so a healthy diet will help you look and feel your best. So eating fruits, vegetables, whole grains, uh, lean proteins uh, really do help. The association between diet and acne isn't clear, but some research suggests that a diet rich in vitamin C and low in unhealthy fats and processed carbohydrates might really promote younger looking skin. Uh, secondly, don't smoke. Uh, we know that smoking increases wrinkles, makes skin look much older in appearance, and it damages collagen and elastin in the skin. And it also decreases the oxygen and blood flow. So it's, it's particularly damaging. Um, and believe it or not, stress can impact it. So hmm. stress can uh, cause breakouts of acne, uh, increased inflammation of the skin. Um, you know, so that's important. And then be, be kind and gentle to your skin. You know, some people will use uh, rags and scrub their skin and use harsh soaps. Uh, you know, you want to limit the hot water uh, on your skin, like long showers and baths with really hot water. It can pull the oil out of your skin. So you want warm but not hot water. You want to use milder soaps. Um, that also helps not deplete your skin of the oils that are needed. And if you're shaving, you don't want to shave safely. You want, If you're using a blade razor, make sure you use some shaving cream or lotion um, and use a blade that's clean. Uh, you know, we've had cases where patients actually got staph infections because they used dirty razors that had staph growing on. Them. So shave in the direction of the hair growth. And if you're using an electric razor, make sure that your blades or heads do not need to be replaced and keep them clean. Um, after washing or bathing, you want to gently pat or blot your skin rather than sort of wiping and scrubbing off every last drop of moisture. And then if your skin is dry, you know, use a moisturizer that fits your skin type. Um, and for daily use, especially on your face, consider a moisturizer that has some SPF protection as well. So, Dr. Forrest, uh, what about doing skin exams and, and having a doctor or a physician do a skin exam, uh, like suspicious-looking lesions? When should someone actually see a physician to have their skin looked at? Well, you know what's interesting is, uh, you know, there used to be a few years back, there was sort of a rage of going and basically people taking off all their clothes and having a camera take a picture of them in all angles to look at their entire skin and map out every lesion. And that was studied. So we did studies on that to see if the all over skin exam every year did anything to help prevent skin cancers. And the evidence has shown it does not. It shows it does not help. It's it's basically sort of a waste of time and money. <laughs> However, having any spot or lesion on your skin that's new, different, changing, or larger than a pencil eraser is is reasonable. So, 
you know, I always tell my patients, you know, I don't care how many spots you have, how many brown dots you have, as long as they're not new, they're not changing, and they're not larger than a pencil eraser. There's some other things that, that are important in terms of what, you know, might be suspicious. Things like not being symmetrical, uh, you know, having like little different color variations and things like that can be concerning. But this is not something that needs to be done by a dermatologist. Uh, most primary care physicians are trained to identify and biopsy skin lesions that could be suspicious. Uh, the official diagnosis comes from a dermatopathologist when we send the biopsy specimen off. And they look at that under a microscope to determine if there's any cancer or other um, issue in the skin. So if a cancer is identified, then sometimes a dermatologist is needed to do what's called a Mohs surgery. And quite simply, a Mohs surgery just means they, 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 they do a biopsy and remove the skin, and then they go and look at that under a microscope, and they keep removing more skin until they can see under the microscope there's no more cancer left at the edges. Um, so if you do have certain cancers identified, sometimes you do need to have that Mohs surgery. Dr. Forrest, if someone already has lots of skin damage and wrinkles uh, from years of UV damage, is there anything they can do about that? Well, fortunately, we live in an age where technology can help reverse some of the damage and effects of UV on our skin. Um, at our office, we use something called temperature, which uses radio frequency, uh, and it can actually tighten skin and reduce fine lines by stimulating our own bodies to produce collagen and elastin some of the exact same things that UV damage has gotten rid of. And sometimes people will come into our office right before weddings or they'll come in right before a class reunion. And many of those people have said they felt uh, like they were 20 years younger. So uh, there is hope for that. Uh, we also use something called the icon laser uh, and we can use that to reduce scars and some of the deeper wrinkles and the brown age spots and that kind of thing that can happen from UV damage. And in some cases, those treatments have actually been shown to actually reduce the risk of skin cancer. So how would listeners go about getting those skin treatments, Dr. Forrest? Uh, well, you can, you can look those up online. You know, if you wanted to have that done at our office, you could call Whitney at our office, and she would schedule you for a consult for one of those treatments. And the number at our office is 919-363-0190, and that's acchealth.com. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we'll summarize those key points on skin health today and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is coming up. All right, Dr. Brian Forrest, time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. We know that the skin's the body's largest organ, but did you know it takes up 21 square feet and weighs about 10 pounds? What are some key take-home messages you'd like folks to consider today, Dr. Forrest? Well, first and foremost, all UV exposure causes skin damage. Second, use a sunscreen that actually works. Um, third, shade and clothing work better or as well as sunscreen. And lastly, be gentle with your skin. Good stuff, Dr. Forrest. That's all the time we have for this week. Our scripture this week is from Romans 12:4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.